Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Spring has arrived in the Bay Area, and with it comes baseball. This is Bay Curious. I'm Olivia Allen Price. This week, we're getting things started at, well, I'll just let you guess. <laughs> An Oakland A's game. That's where I met our question asker. My name's Chris Thompson. Chris is a big A's fan, and he comes to a lot of games. But a few years ago, he found himself in enemy territory. I was brought to the Giants game by my work. The boss is a big Giants fan. He was sitting in the bleachers at AT AT&T Park, and a fan near him tried to start the wave. And all the fans around him started booing, and then eventually the ushers came over and asked him to stop. Chris had never seen the wave shut down like that, and he asked Bay Curious. Why don't they allow fans to do the wave at Giants Stadium? Well, Chris, we can get one thing cleared up right away. There's no official policy banning the wave at Giants games. But there is something of a self-imposed ban that has been part of fan culture for decades. To understand that, we've got to go back to when the wave first began in this very stadium more than 30 years ago. October 15, 1981. More than 47,000 fans of the Oakland A's say goodbye to an incredible season in a most incredible way. The Athletics are battling the Yankees for an American League championship, and the game isn't going very well for Oakland. A man with a big voice and a loud drum is standing along the third baseline. My name is Crazy George. I'm a professional cheerleader. Yep, it's Crazy George whose vocal cords have taken a beating after 40 years of cheerleading. On that night in 1981, he was ready to start the very first wave. Once I had these four or five sections organized, and they knew as this section stood up and said, down, this one would do it, that one would do it, that one would do it, I was ready to start it. It was the fifth inning, and Oakland hadn't scored a run. And I started, and it went there, then there, and then there, and then there, and it went down about one-third of the way around and died about seven sections down. But George, he had coached the fans nearest him to boo if the wave didn't make it all the way around the stadium. Finally, on the fourth try... It was coming out, it was fabulous! All three ducks were doing it, it was perfect! The radio broadcasters who were calling the game didn't know what to make of the sight. That's amazing, I've never seen anything like this. All this is happening while nothing's going on in the field. And so the wave was born. From its Oakland origins, it traveled like a tsunami to college football games and soccer matches. But one place it did not catch on, Candlestick Park, where the Giants played. Those were the times when, you know, the the crowds were pretty sparse at Candlestick. So even if somebody wanted to do the wave, it's going to be more like a ripple. That's Pat Gallagher. He worked as the director of marketing for the Giants for nearly 33 years. 
Now, the stick was a notoriously cold and miserable ballpark. And to be honest, the Giants kind of sucked during a lot of the early and mid-80s. But Gallagher thinks there was another reason the wave never caught on. Giants fans sort of think that they're a little different. So we would never stick to anything as pedestrian as doing the wave. It just, you know, it wouldn't be cool. I headed out to AT&T Park to see if today's fans agree. A lot of them did. We don't wave because we're better than that. Like everyone else does that, but we're better. It's an obnoxious fan response to excitement. I think it's silly. But to other fans, it's about rivalries. Why not the wave? Uh, it's Oakland. We're San Francisco. Okay, it's always been like that. We don't do the wave here. Some say it's a Giants Dodgers thing. Though the wave may have started in Oakland, a lot of people first saw it during the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. Just ask baseball author and huge Giants fan Dan Faust, who does not look kindly upon Dodgers fans. Their experience is all about beating the traffic, getting to the game late, leaving early, and throwing beach balls around in the stands. And the wave is just such an L.A. part of that. One dirty little secret Faust let me in on. The wave has been circling AT&T Park more and more each year. Faust chalks it up to new fans who just don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, that's Chris Thompson's reaction to what our Giants fans had to say. He's a listener who sent in the question. Are they proud to be that bourgeois? It's waves and hot dogs and beers. You know, this is baseball. Come on. Are you happy to see it? Are you happy to do it and participate? Absolutely. Absolutely. There have been a few beer and food casualties over the years, but, you know, you gotta, everybody's got to make sacrifices to make the wave work. Thanks for your question, Chris. And thanks to Adam Grossberg, who helped produce this story. We've got a video of Crazy George and that historic wave on our website, baycurious.org. Go check it out. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. I got a question for you. Yeah? When you were there, did you notice that every one of the Giants players that played that day, I'm better looking than them? <laughs> did you notice that? Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love. 
while also getting access to cool events, behind the scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support.